Welcome back to the Blackwater Syndicate, where we dive into the world of fire sprinkler systems. But first, a little bit of useless information. In the mid to late 90s, a little toy took the world by storm. And the Hasbro Toy Company made big bucks. But there's one place in the United States where this little toy has been absolutely 100% banned since January of 99. Stick around and we'll finish the story and you too can have a little more useless information floating around in your head. This is Blackwater Syndicate. I'm Mark Eckerd and together we're making our way through NFPA 13. This is part two of chapter eight. In part one, we covered basic requirements of sprinkler systems, system coverage area limitations, and floor control assemblies. Today, we're going to be covering the use of sprinklers and temperature ratings. We're starting in 8.3 of NFPA 13. All sprinklers shall be installed in accordance with their listing. However, there are special instances and circumstances where construction features or other special situations require a unique water distribution or spray pattern. So in these circumstances, a listed sprinkler may be permitted to be installed in a position other than anticipated to achieve a specific result. Upright sprinklers. Uprights always have to be installed with the frame arms parallel to the branch line. This prevents disruption of the spray pattern. Yes, the branch line pipe and the frame arms of the sprinkler itself can be an obstruction to the spray pattern for uprights. Now, let's quickly touch on CPVC pipe and fittings real quick. NFPA says where solvent cement is used as a bonding agent for pipe and fittings, sprinklers shall not be installed in the fittings before the fittings are installed and cemented in place. We always want to install a sprinkler into a CPVC sprinkler adapter fitting after the glue has been cured on the rest of the system and on that fitting. Why, you may ask. If we install the head before the fitting is installed on the pipe, the cement or the CPVC glue can drip or run down into the sprinkler head and create a plug. Now, if there's a fire situation, the last thing we want is a sprinkler that has a plug of CPVC glue and no water on fire. While we're on the subject of plastic, let's talk about the orange plastic snap-on caps and straps on new sprinklers. Codebook makes it very clear that they shall be removed from all sprinklers before the system is put in service. Additionally, if a sprinkler is installed at more than 10 feet above the finished floor, they can be removed when the sprinkler is installed and not wait until after the rest of the construction is done. Now, moving to temperature ratings. NFPA says ordinary and intermediate temperature sprinklers shall be used throughout buildings. We discussed temperature ratings a little bit in Chapter 6. And ordinary temperature sprinklers, if you remember, are 135 to 170 degrees. And intermediate temperature sprinklers are 175 to 225 degrees. And where we install what temperature head is determined by the maximum ceiling temperature. So 135 to 170 degrees is ordinary temperature heads. And these will be installed where the maximum ceiling temperature can get up to 100 degrees. If the maximum ceiling temperature can reach 150, then we'll use intermediate temperature heads that range from 175 to 225 degrees. If the temperature at the ceiling can get up to 225 degrees, 
we're going to install high temperature heads, which are 250 to 300 degrees. And this goes so on and so on up to your extra high temperature heads. So take a look at chapter 6, specifically chapter 6251, and that information in that table will give you maximum ceiling temperatures and temperature sprinklers that we need to use. High temperature sprinklers are also used in storage occupancies as allowed and required later on in NFPA 13. This is due to the response characteristics of high temperature sprinklers in a storage occupancy. There are some circumstances where we'll install higher than normal temperature sprinklers in light and ordinary hazards as well. There are areas in the ceiling called high temperature zones. There's a table that you can check out in 13, which is in 8325, that covers temperature selection. I strongly suggest we check this out. This section covers temperature and location of sprinklers related to such things as uncovered steam pipes, heating coils or radiators, blow-off valves in a boiler room, glass or plexiglass skylights that are exposed to direct sunlight, unvented attic spaces, unventilated showroom windows with high-powered lights, sprinklers protecting commercial-type cooking equipment and ventilation systems, sprinklers protecting residential areas installed near specific heat sources, sprinklers in, in walk-in coolers and freezers with automatic defrost. Again, this is covered in depth in NFPA 13 8325. So I suggest we take a look at that if we have any questions about what temperature sprinkler we should be using in a certain location. That table is going to cover it extensively. Next we're going to cover thermal sensitivity. This is the response time of a sprinkler. There's fast, there's quick, and there's standard response. Yes, there are three types of response. So all quick response heads are fast response heads, but not all fast response heads are quick response heads. It's kind of like all thumbs are fingers, but not all fingers are thumbs. An early suppression fast response is a fast response head, but not a quick response sprinkler. I hope that makes sense. So moving on with thermal sensitivity. 13 says, sprinklers in light hazard occupancies shall be one of the following. A quick response sprinkler, a residential sprinkler, or an ESFR. However, it's a very rare occasion that we're going to find an ESFR sprinkler in a light hazard occupancy. The only time we can use standard response sprinklers in a light hazard area will be in the case of modifications or additions to an existing light hazard system that was installed using standard response sprinklers. These will be older systems usually installed before the early 90s. Where quick response sprinklers are installed, all sprinklers in that room have to be quick response. We can install quick response sprinklers and standard response sprinklers in the same room. When an existing light hazard system is converted to use quick response sprinklers or residential sprinklers, all sprinklers within that compartment or in a compartment have to be changed to be quick response. And that, my friends, will wrap up thermal sensitivity, and it also wraps up today's discussion. So now, let's find out about this banned toy. It's the Forbidden Furby. You may find the Furby adorable, your kids may think it's really cute and awesome, or you may think it's creepy. You may have no idea what it is. There's one thing for sure, kids have loved them for over 20 years. The toy looks like a little mashup between an owl and a guinea pig and a pug. The Furby responds to noises and physical touch with cute little noises and gibberish and a few facial expressions. Over 40 million of these little robot creatures were sold just in the first three years of its initial production, and it started a global craze. And now they've started manufacturing these again just a few years ago. 
While both children and some adults were falling head over heels for Furby, others were really creeped out by this little lifelike toy that you could never turn off. The Furby fever gave birth to the Furby fear and a vast number of Furby conspiracy theories, including that it was teaching your kid bad words. There were also theories out there that Furby could interfere with flight equipment and crash commercial airlines. Maybe that's what happened to 9-11. It was Furby. But, in all seriousness, the biggest of these conspiracies were that Furby was an international spy. Of course, it was absolute nonsense. Furby was just an annoying little creepy doll. But the American government didn't trust him. Communication inside the Pentagon was confidential, and they could not risk a rogue Furby leaking everything. So, in 1999, the National Security Agency banned Furby from the Pentagon. And that is your useless information for this day. And that wraps up this week's episode of the Blackwater Syndicate. Thank you for listening. And as always, remember, measure twice, cut once.